Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we preview WrestleMania backlash, get a little sticky with some blood and guts, try to predict what SummerSlam's location and find out if AEW can really go on tour. So make sure, folks, you know how to assemble the Shrine of the Silver Monkey because it's episode 248 of Kings of the Rings podcast, Legends of the Hidden Teddy, exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, The Cure, with the Common Wrestling Podcast. And it starts right now. All right, we're here and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast, episode 248. I'm here, King Ricky Rose with Willie T. No K. Murphy this week. They are off uh, being studious, something that Will and I have not done in a long time, I don't think. <laughs> Never doing that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> oh, hey, how you doing, Mr. Fritz? Thanks for being on time for once. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't know if I ever want to go back to school, although like doc, like doctor my last name probably sounds really cool, but I don't, I don't know. Just go online, pay 20 bucks, be a doctor in metaphysics. That's what Nash did. did oh, really? Yeah, you, you can be a doctor in metaphysics. You pay another $20, you can become a reverend. Oh, I mean, I didn't need to pay $20 to become a reverend. I'm, or, I'm already ordained. I can marry you. So think maybe, it was, maybe I didn't pay $20, but if you pay $20, you become a doctor in metaphysics. Ah, hmm. Yeah. So, like official, so official? Yeah, official, official. You, gotta get, you have to get a card and everything. But uh, I, I don't I don't want to be a doctor. I don't need to be a doctor. I don't need to go to school ever again. All I need is a tiz. It's one of these, baby. Let's talk about wrestling. <laughs> we are going to talk about wrestling and talking about, obviously, like uh, things going on that are apparently back from like the mid 2000s. Benefer's back together, which is cool, I guess. Uh, Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. And uh, we did a throwback SmackDown. Oh, yes. And Legends of the Hidden Temple is coming back for adults only. So if you don't know about the Shrine of a Silver Monkey, you should probably get off a stream right now. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because. Like, our- no, you don't know, call me Kurt Fogg for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, does that make me all Mac? Joseph like, hmm. Let's rock. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's episode 248 Legends of the Hidden Teddy. And obviously, it's Teddy. <laughs> Love, love it. Legends of Hidden Teddy. I love it. I didn't know that. <laughs> You're welcome. I should have read the show notes. <laughs> I didn't. You know what it was? I didn't even send you the show notes. Because you, know, like, you know I don't read them. It's like, I don't yeah. bother. <laughs> I was like, you know, he, he just works off the fly. I'm, I'm fine with this. It's mostly for me and Kay. But yeah, I mean, Throwback Smackdown was okay. Like, I was very against a lot of things with Throwback Smackdown. Like, the Digital Fist. What's the biggest thing that ticked me off? You know, you know, Ricky, I'm glad you brought up the digital fist. I also have heavy, heavy thoughts with the digital fist. Um, they couldn't do the real one. It's too heavy. It was too heavy and too big. Yeah. So if they didn't do the digital fist, people would have been fucking angry. They would have been so angry. Mm -hmm. A lot more angry than they did digital fist. And they did a digital fist knowing people are still going to be angry. Yeah. They're like, all right. They're not going to be as angry. Not as many people are going to be angry. So for that reason only, I'll take what I can get. I would have preferred the real fists, all right? Mm-hmm. But I'll take what I can get. That's that's really fine. The fists, from what I remember, because WWE did a um, they did a like a like a little YouTube little series on it before we had hidden treasures on A and E. The fist itself was so big it took up like two trucks. Like they they had to like take it out in parts. Say, so did, did it come in half or like? <laughs> I think it came in thirds. Are they giant Lego pieces? Like how do you? Pretty much. 
<laughs> but like it weighed almost a ton, like quite literally. And so it was like really hard to transport. Yeah. And you have to hang that thing. And so, but like it would have been nice, but I just, oh my God. Well, what, what, what was, was weird rough. to me about go back to SmackDown, so they had the logo from the 80s. Yeah, when SmackDown didn't exist. SmackDown came in a night. And then again, you know, they have Throwback Raw, they did the exact same thing. Yeah. But like SmackDown so, debuted what was, on what was, what was the what was the what was the logo in 1993? It might have been the gold one. It might have been the block. It might have been the black one. Maybe. I but think yeah, it was. it was it was weird. It was definitely weird. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't this. I mean SmackDown debuted on UPN and it had the oval entrance. The oval entrance would have I would have accepted the oval entrance. Yeah. Which would have been was, cool. I was thinking, why are they doing this? Like Fox Fox did something for exactly. Fox had to do it. I was like, oh, Fox had throwback weeks or WWE. Vince got the late memo, so they <laughs> throw it together last minute. Yeah, they could have they could have done a lot more. I agree. Yeah, they could have done a lot more. I mean, I was really against it, and then Teddy Long showed up, and I was like, you know what, this actually might work. That was my one thing. I was like, oh, Teddy Long showed up out of nowhere and just started going into like GM Teddy Long, and I was like, this is absolutely perfect. And what did he do? He did a tag match. A tag match. It was like a 10-person tag match, I think. Like, at this point, I want Teddy Long over Adam Pierce. Like, I want Teddy Long and Sonya Deville to have all the segments in the world. Oh, you know, I, also, I, I was going to disagree with you. They said with Sonya Deville, and I was like, no, nope, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm totally in. I like Adam Pierce. I, I do. I do enjoy Adam Pierce, the character. Yeah. Um, Because he doesn't. He doesn't overstay his welcome. You know what I mean? He doesn't do that much. Yeah. Sometimes comes in, makes the match, and fucks off for a little bit. And unless he's with Roman. But, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily get in the way. Um, like, like a Mick Foley or a Kurt Angle kind of did. And Kurt Angle just balanced yeah. lines. But I like, I love me some Teddy Long. I do, I do love Teddy Long. Always. Yeah. Dick in person, but I love him on my TV. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. I love Teddy Long. I mean, Teddy Long was a highlight of SmackDown. Of throwback SmackDown because he was like the only throwback thing they did on SmackDown. Everything else kind of flopped, except for the fact that the bloodline is finally back together. And Jimmy Uso is Willie T's king of the night. So we'll talk about uh, Jimmy's return. Um, it, it was it was like, this is how you did it. I mean, I, I like I like that he's back. I like what they're doing. Roman Reigns storyline continues to be the most interesting thing in wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is what he's doing in his character. That, that's above NXT and AEW. Um, and, you know, last week I mentioned that Jimmy's going to come back and he needs to not just fall in line. And I, I, I do think he's going to stop butting heads with Jay. And a Jimmy and Jay match, I don't know why. I really want to see it and be confused at who's who. It's going to be like Undertaker versus Undertaker, but for real. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I... I I think one of them had a longer beard, one of them had longer hair, so you can kind of tell them apart. Yeah. But I, 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 I thought it was interesting. He's like, I'm not, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a bitch. I'm not your bitch. I'm not just going to fall in line. He brought up Hell in a Cell, which was just like, hey, we're going to call back to storytelling, which, wow, WWE really forgot they could even do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I like it. I, I, like, I like what they're going on and just see what's coming on next, which is more than I can say for the rest of the show or the rest of Raw or really the rest of wrestling. Yeah, Roman. The Roman bloodline storyline is the best storyline in all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's nothing to it. I loved it. I was very happy. Um, I, I thought for a second he was just going to be like happy to be there with his brother again, but he, he did surprise me when it got in Roman's face. Yeah. 
And so it's I think I think eventually they all are going to kind of team up, especially at the end where like he didn't want to go help, but he went to help his brother. And I think that's the what the angle we're doing. There's like, I'm coming to help my brother. I'm not coming to help Roman. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. You tell a story. You try and save your brother from, you know, the the um, you're a psychologist. Was it Uh, cabin fever? Uh, no, no, no. You're talking syndrome. about, Sto- you're talking about Stockholm, syndrome. Stockholm right. syndrome. He's trying to save him from the Stockholm syndrome. Eventually he's just going to fall in line to the Stockholm syndrome too. And I think, yeah. I think that's the good story to tell. Literally, it's, yeah, they're doing the exact same thing again, but it worked and they're twins. So yeah. it makes sense. They have the same mindset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the twin thing. It, it was pretty cool. So Jimmy, you so, um, King of the Night. I almost had another King of the Night before I saw NXT, but we'll talk about that later. So another big thing coming up is the fact that it's getting pretty hot in the world. You know, summertime and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, steaming in here right now. Um, and SummerSlam is essentially right around the corner. Like blink, and we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. Like right after Money in the Bank, it's SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam season for the most part. And there have been a lot of rumors, will about where. SummerSlam might be. I've heard a return to Boston. I've heard Vegas and Allegiant Stadium with their brand new nightclub in the end zone, which is total, which is the best SummerSlam thing I've ever heard. I've also heard the the rumblings of MSG for SummerSlam. Um, MSG. Last I heard from Zarian from Mad Men podcast, who I think is one of the top. Trusted people for news. Yeah. He said MSG is going to be in September or October. Mm. Okay. Now it could get pushed. I think. I think SummerSlam MSG is a great idea. It just depends if Cuomo or De Blasio lets them sell out. Yeah, because Vince think, is going to do a sellout. Vince wants I, to do a sellout. I think MSG right now is at maybe thirty or fifty with uh, Rangers and Knicks. I know it expanded because I know we're expanding from the NHL playoffs. Yeah, I expect we expanded too. Yeah. But come August, you know, I don't think W is going to wait until like three weeks before the show like they did with Mania to sell tickets. Yeah, no, I don't think they'll do it. They want to make this a big thing, I think. And it's, 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 I don't think it's going to sell out as easily or as fast as WrestleMania because WrestleMania has the big name. And remember, Ricky, you still can't travel internationally. No, you cannot. So you got to sell out at the local market as mm-hmm. well as like who, who can travel from the national market, which from August in the U.S. with the way the vaccines are going should be pretty much everything. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to have a problem selling out, but I do think you got to stretch out the time you can buy tickets more than three weeks. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it so that like because you got to get the health and safety protocols in place. Um Jobber Tears podcast who's in the chat right now. What's up, Jobber Tears? Saying that they're hearing Vegas as the front runner, which wouldn't surprise me either. Like, I would if I were WWE, like if this was like non-pandemic times and stuff, I would have I would have done at least a five-year contract in Vegas in that new stadium. That's the perfect SummerSlam spot right there. Yeah, it's 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 the per, it's the perfect. You could do, you could have even done Money in the Bank there. Could you imagine Money in the Bank in like a in a football stadium? No, honestly, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't see Money in the Bank selling. They did Money in the Bank at that arena in Hartford, right? Which is tiny. Yeah, it was a tiny arena, right? Like I just, I anything that's not WrestleMania, SummerSlam, or Rumble, even Survivor Series, I can't see Survivor Series selling out a stadium. True. I I can't see Survivor Series getting more than like thirty five thousand people. Mm. Um, Te- Texas might be in the running too. Mister Fred's could call. But Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, yeah, they, you could do those in a stadium, easy. Yeah. 
you know, when you, I know because you can't international travel uh, right now. So, like, when you think local markets, WWE is local. The biggest local market WWE has is New York. So, MSG yeah. would make sense. Just from a historical yeah. standpoint, they finally opened up relationships with MSG. Like, they had Raw and SmackDown there, like, a uh, year and a half, two years ago. So, like, it's it's there. It, it looks like a great idea. It's just about execution now. Yeah. Like, if it's MSG, or I'm talking about... Or, they, or they Barclays back, again. They go back to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, I don't see them doing The Rock in Jersey. <laughs> you know, like that. It's really close. But honestly, Ricky, wherever it is, if it's affordable, we're going. I'm <laughs> down. We'll be there. I'm down. I'll, I'll be good. I'm vaccinated. I'm good. You know, you know, take my health and safety protocols. Be it as it may. So, but before SummerSlam, we have WrestleMania. Backlash. <sighs> I know, I know. Even the same logo. Like, yeah, it's the same logo. <laughs> it's the same logo, but the WrestleMania is black letters instead of white letters. <laughs> and it's the old Backlash logo. Remember, like when the Backlash was like the bad Backlash from Jersey, which was at the Rock. Yeah, when they brought it back, like in 2016, 2017. Yeah, that's it. Was the first ever like it was it was when they started doing co branded pay per views again. Oh my god, that's right. Raw and SmackDown had individual pay-per-views. Like a pay-per-view every other week. Yeah. <laughs> god, thank God that didn't last more than a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they then they brought him back and it was a horrible pay-per-view. That was the one with uh Samoa Joe and Roman as the main event. And that's when like people like Buddha I was there. So people like started walking out at the main event. It's also because Roman was boring at that time. But also the remember the following year backlash was a SmackDown exclusive where they had Miz and Ziggler at that ladder match. Was it Miz and Ziggler with the ladder? Yes. Yes, it was. And, and I think AJ, that's when AJ, AJ won the title. AJ, AJ opened the show. Did he open the show? Did he, I thought he won the title at the Backlash. It was, it was Backlash and No Mercy where he opened the show. I think Backlash, he opened No Mercy, he won? Maybe. I mean, it was against, it was against Dean. <laughs> yeah, Dean, Dean's when he won, when he, beat, when he beat Dean for a title and took us out of our misery. Of so Dean maybe, as it was, maybe it was the falling pay-per-view where he opened the show against Dean. So I remember he defended, he defended and he opened the show instead of being the main event. I think the main event was uh, Miz and Ziggler, that ladder match. Which fit, which fit in Miz's storyline because he wanted to beat my own spot with the IC title. Yeah. I mean, that's probably... Well, and, and regardless, though, all those backlashes were way more better than what this backlash is going to be. Yeah, and so we're going to try to get through this card, so please help us out if you're uh, live with us right now in predicting uh, some of these matches. And we're going to stop... We're going to start from, obviously, the best match on the card, in theory. Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, universal title match against Cesaro, and now that Jimmy Uso's back, I'm telling you right now, Cesaro has no chance. And... I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. Roman's just too hot. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying this. Like, actually, let me go to let me go to YouTube and ch- check out the stream. Because I, I need to, I need to see this picture that you have posted better. Because it looks like Roman trying to do the YMCA. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, like, like the, the the black bars like coming out of like Roman's shoulder. Oh like, yeah. It looks like Roman's holding up his hand. Oh, like yeah, like it's seven, like it's seven like, at the Yankee Stadium. You know, and, on, and on my Skype screen, like it's minimized. I'm like, I got a better look at it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a weird way to get there. But the match is going to be solid. The match is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan's contract is officially up. That is confirmed. It's a free last agent. Week, last week we were speckling, but it is confirmed. Yeah. Um. So it was just it was weird that 
with him going away, they did so much time with him and it's kind of shoehorned Cesaro in. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm entering this match going, well, why isn't it Daniel Bryan? Like, as a, as a regular person, but, you know, being a mark, I know, oh, he, he's just not on the contract. So yeah. You know what it is? I think I think Daniel Bryan's just kind of like this pillar. I also like how they did like a 10-bell salute for Daniel Bryan, which was kind of such a... Oh, that was great. Dick move, but amazing. And Roman trying not to laugh. Yeah, Paul's just like, ding! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also think this is going to be a surprise. Finish. I think this builds... Like, Cesaro's just there just for the marks. It's the false hope. He's like a red herring. I think we build we build to Roman Seth at SummerSlam. I think that's your match. Ooh. Do you need one of them to be a face? That's my no. Answer. They're two mega heels just going off on each other. I mean, if, honestly, if you can... Kind of turn, not turn, not fully turns. This is where a loud, this is where a live crowd helps. I feel like a live crowd would be cheering Seth Rollins. You're not going to fully turn Seth. I think Roman's going to get under Seth's skin, which is going to make him turn. Yeah. Yeah. Not again, not completely, but I, yeah, I, I loved, I love that idea. Cause we saw them backstage. Mm-hmm. Like those, it was the first time like, they shared that like, on screen together. We yeah. saw them backstage and Roman, Roman was just like, I said, it's like, I got no beef with you. I was just like, fuck, I want to see this match. Mm-hmm. Well, you think I, about I, I, I got it. Seth got him at Money in the Bank that one year when all went on our yeah. debut, on my debut episode. That's the last time they faced off against each other. They never, yeah, they, they never had a program. Yeah, they never, they had the quick program. Seth returned on Roman, took him out, won the title, and Dean cashed it on him. And that was money for the Marks one. Yeah. You know, Dean never had a program with Roman either. Yeah. Yeah, and you know now he's running around with Eddie Kingston, which isn't bad. No, it's I enjoy it. It's, yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, Seth Roman, that's 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 a story. I would, and with these characters they have, that's SummerSlam. Former former Shield, and eh, I would I'm, I would have been over it by now. Yeah, but these are two fresh, new, entertaining, and engaging characters. Absolutely. Yeah, with with a little bit different ring styles, they both change with the ring style a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% on board. That's your build for summer. So, LOL, Roman wins. Sorry, Cesaro. Cesaro's going to put on a show, but Roman's winning this. Roman's Roman's too hot. And if Ro- and I'll say this right now. If Roman is not the PWI number one wrestler when it comes out next year, it's a travesty. And I'll, we'll never mention it again. Yeah, well, we shouldn't mention it to begin with, but, you know. Yeah, it was a, t- <laughs> it was a talking point. We submitted some Rojo for Eva. Oh, hey, hey, Kafer. And, hey, don't be mad at Evolution. Damn it. Uh, also, number championship match, Bobby Lashley versus um, versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is pretty much a new Daniel Bryan overall. I didn't watch Raw, so what happens? It's nothing. It's a, it's a go-home show. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, Braun looks strong, so Braun's losing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. I, I know, I know. like, last week they had Braun go against Lashley. This week they had Drew against Lashley, which, hey, you got to fill three weeks of programming. Don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, last last week, Drew got got the upper hand. So this week, Bob got the upper hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's Bob. Bob's winning. I, yeah, we Bob's need, definitely winning. We need Bobby to win, and we need Bobby to move on because oh no, I'm going to save that for for our future prediction segment because I have one that's going to piss off the IWC, and it's going to be the best thing in the world. 
Um, and you don't know about it because you didn't watch Raw, so it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But speaking of this match, though, I think I think this match is going to be a really good match. Like it's, I don't, it's meat slapping. It's yeah, it's meat slapping. It's just three giant dudes beating the fuck out of each other. Like you have to think of these pay per views, right? The yeah. TV is so bad, specifically Raw, so unwatchable. You don't need to watch it to know what's going on at the pay per view, and you can watch the pay per view and still be thoroughly entertained. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get a six pack. I'm gonna order my pizza. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Backlash, and I'm just gonna. I'm gonna enjoy it. You're gonna veg out, and, and, and then and then veg out and skip Raw. <laughs> it's <gonna be> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So I think Bobby wins. Yep. Um, Bobby pins Thomas the Tank Engine. It's messed up. <laughs> Good job, Jermaine. I like that one. Hey, someone's got to do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Bobby wins, and Bobby's reign retains. So this is an interesting match because this can go either way. We have SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. And from a match and skill standpoint, this should be excellent. But I'm not sold on the story just yet. And I don't know why. I'm not either. Um, Bianca kind of has been on a celebration tour these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey just kind of has been in the background. Like they kind of went face to face this past week. I don't know. It's like this. I, I forgot about this match. I think this match is very forgettable. And you have two evil Bailey Bailey buddies <laughs> on, on my small Skype screen. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be fine. But I don't know. You know what it is? Here's what it is. Because like a good, a good storyline has a really good heel, and Bailey did great heel work last year. But she's like the laughing thing all the time isn't working because there's no payoff. Yeah, it's like she's trying to be Sasha. Yeah, and it's not working. And Sasha's on a well-deserved break. Sasha will come back, and that'll be fun. Um, and I bet you it's gonna be Sasha. Sasha will win the tag titles with Bianca. When she comes back, it'll be best of friends. God, double champ again. Yep. Watch. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So, but I, I think nothing changes here because Bianca's Bianca needs to be Bianca needs to be made a star and taking out Bailey is the next natural step. You now just the, my I'm scared because after Bailey, like she takes out Sasha, she takes out Bailey. There's not that many women left on the SmackDown roster. Unless you break up Natty and Tamina, which would have happened if now we're trying to make Tamina a thing, you know, like Natty yeah. and Bianca should be fine. Although, you know, Shayna uh, and Bianca is a great story as well. If you bring Shayna and Nia officially on SmackDown. And we know Shayna and Bianca can have good matches because they've done it before. They did it at TakeOver. They've done it like twice, three times. Yeah. At TakeOvers, like... And it's it's a good it's a good rebound story for Bianca, right? Like she's the one person Bianca can't beat. And it's like the one title that Shayna hasn't gotten. No, there's a bunch of titles Shayna has. Two titles Shayna has. Well, gotten. she well she hasn't well she's Shayna two times, but she hasn't got a women's championship on Raw or SmackDown. The yeah. story builds itself right there. Yeah, that's a good SummerSlam match, honestly. But I don't know what it is, but Shayna. A flop on the main roster. I think. You know what it is? Uh, Mia Yim is supposed to debut soon, Fred. That's interesting. Um, Mia Yim and Bianca would be great. Um, I, you know what I think it is? It's that she got 
stuck in that tag team with Nia Jax too long. Like, remember they she had the she, her and Nia had the match with Bianca and Sasha, and Shayna did that like crazy like double submission, mm-hmm. and like she was about to be over as like over like Rover. And then it kind of just got they sullied it, and then Reginald became involved, and it just it just started going downhill. Well, I think you gotta go before that, Ricky, because remember how she came in? She debuted at the Rumble um, again. Then she became a member of the roster. Entered number yeah. thirty, lost, fine, no issue there. Because Charlotte won. Yeah. But then she went on to Elimination Chamber and eliminated everybody. Everybody. Yes. Everybody building to that match with uh, Becky. Mm-hmm. And that build was so believable. And if I'm a live card, it would have been way better. But, you know, she lost at Mania. Okay, fine. Don't didn't like that personally, especially because Becky was leaving, whether they knew it or not. Yeah. But when Becky announced her pregnancy, imagine this instead, because how the, how they did it. Right. Fine. It's a kid's show. You know, yeah. a happy moment. You got you be a champion. I'm going to be a mother. Give it to give it to Oscar. Fine. Instead. What you do is like you just you just have Shayna win Money in the Bank. You know, Becky comes out, tries to make an announcement. Shayna fucking chokes her out and cashes in. That's beautiful, right? Like, uh, uh, you know what? She makes her announcement, vacates the title, and before she can say the word vacate, she gets choked out and cashed in on. That's that that that, and Shayna's a star then. And Shayna's made. And yeah, you just she goes on a fucking tear mm-hmm. until you know what was it? Who, who and again? Rhea Ripley beat her. The, Rhea could have beat her this year instead yeah. of Asta, right? Or they couldn't fit with anything. But that's where Shayna went wrong. She got stuck in his tag team with Nia. Nia's too big to be pinned by anybody. It's not believable. So Shayna gets stuck eating all these pins. Yeah, and looking you know, like the clown of a like, group. Exactly, and like she has her moments, but it's kind of like who cares. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. You know, she's a two-time champion. Shayna two-time, baby. And in a division, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a shame. It's a shame. We got a lot of good good comments here from our camera. Just, this, apparently, the Shayna thing is really is really popular among the people that are watching us on the show. So maybe I mean, we should talk about Shayna more. Shayna was so good at NXT. She was excellent. You know, I, was, I'm, I was never a fan of her in-ring work. I think it's just not my style. It's like she's very... You got it's you gotta have the right the right partner to drag a good match out of her. When she has it, she yes. has it. Yeah. But her her character, her presence, her promos, and she, everything else. She was such know, a unique. She was such a unique female talent in NXT. On the Bret, on the Bret Hart scale, she's just twenty seven. All right. <laughs> 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 like that promo of her is in the locker room with the title saying, "You're all my bitch." Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna bully all of you. She bullied Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. That was when I first like, okay, Shane is here. Let's go. Yeah. It's just like, what happens? And they dropped the ball when she lost to Becky and just lost all of her momentum. Yeah, which is a, which is a shame. So, who knows what it's, happens with Shayna? And then, and then we have Bianca over here, just like... She needs, know, uh, she, needs a, she needs a partner, and like, Bailey's not going to do it right now. Yeah. Um, the, the only saving grace is if, if, it's, if it's Natty, and they just let Natty run wild like they should, or yeah. if... Um, Carmella is actually a good heel these days. Carmella could be a filler until someone else comes back for Bianca. Yeah, I agree. Especially since uh, uh, 
Beauty and the Bay, Beauty and the Billy isn't going to be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Let's move on. Uh, Next match on the card. Oh, yeah, here come the women again. Triple threat. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Charlotte, Rhea, Asuka, Raw Women's Championship match. I know for a fact Asuka's just, Asuka's not winning this. Charlotte might get close. And the, the wild card here is Sonya Deville. Because yeah. we don't know what Sonya's going to do. There's also this Alexa Bliss going after Charlotte thing with Lily that happened on Raw. So there's another factor in and was of it, itself. Was it clear that it was going after Charlotte? Like, was it made crystal clear? Because like, there, like there was like eight women in the ring. It wasn't crystal clear, but they did pan on like Charlotte looking at Bliss on the stage. Gotcha. Okay. You know. Yeah, that's that's a story we never really got. That's like that's like a match we never really a program we've never really gotten. We had it once, I think, uh, like a Survivor Series thing, and I think Charlotte just went to town on Bliss. It yeah. was like champion versus champion, twice her size. Yeah. Um. Yeah, another thing, like right. What like wasn't Charlotte suspended like three weeks ago? Yeah, Sonya let her back in. So if if you literally I know, but if you literally didn't watch Raw from WrestleMania until now, you wouldn't know that she was gone. It it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, you know, there's a story there, and like it's it's a this one is a very convoluted story because you have Rhea who's kind of looking weak because it's because Charlotte's stealing the show. Yeah. You know, and like the whole story is not surrounding Rhea Ripley. It's surrounding Charlotte, surrounding Sonya Deville, and in a, in a little bit less uh, Bliss as well, if Bliss gets involved. Well, let me ask you, Ricky, what is um, Rhea Ripley? What's your character? Honestly, I do not know. Is she a face? Is she a heel? What's, what's her motivation? I Why? couldn't tell you. What? Who is writing her? What I want to get this: If you're writing for Rhea Ripley, where do you start? Because you know when she came in versus Oscar, she challenged her. Oscar Charlotte was out. She challenged her. Great. You know she flipped the table on it, kind of beat up a little bit for the match. A little heelish, but okay. Competition. Yeah. She won the belt. Now what? I don't know. I, I like. I, said, I don't know. She? Who is she? What's her character? What's her gimmick? I, I honestly don't know. Like, she has a look, she has a presence, but, like, yeah, you don't know who she is or what she's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue you didn't really know an NXT either because she was just really good at wrestling. Yeah. But, no, what, what drove her was the title, though. What yes. drove her as being the best. And she had this, like, goth, punk rock, metal chick. Yeah. Short hair, manly physique, owned her, owned it, owned who she is. Like, the, that, 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 those are all things I could say for her character. Yeah. Now it's just, like, she wants to prove herself, but she, was, yeah. but she was complaining about Sharp being added. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Don't be put it this way. I don't know who's going to win. Rhea might still win. Don't be surprised if Charlotte wins this and makes the internet explode again because Charlotte is Charlotte's a reset button at this point. Charlotte's a John Cena, or Randy Orton. So good. If all else fails, put the belt back on the champ, put the belt back on the most popular person. And we're going to start this over again. Also, before we move on, Ricky, I have uh, another uh, little bit, a little little bit of news from front of the show. Andrew Zarian, listen to Batman. Oh, what do you um, got? He said a few weeks ago, Charlotte asked management, W management, if she could, if they could freeze her contract. This one's from Batman. This was from a different podcast. Sorry, uh, mm-hmm. if they could freeze her contract. 
Freeze What do you mean? Like, like, so, just, like, so that she can like go away for a while and then come back and still make the same money. Meaning that she's not released. She's still on a WWE contract, but she can go do other bookings with her boyfriend. Interesting. And you know what WWE said? Hell no. Vince <laughs> <laughs> said the evil laugh right in her face. I, yeah. yeah. Not like, surprised. Not a goddamn chance. So I bring that up because, you know, maybe they'll give it a belt to appeaser. Keep her happy. That could that that's all. That's also a, an idea as well. Like Vince isn't stupid. Like you're not going to look that. That is one of your cash cows yeah. right there. I'm not letting Charlotte go anywhere. But like when they have to freeze a contract like Becky, when Becky left for maternity leave, they probably yeah. froze a contract. Yeah, it's frozen. Yeah, absolutely. So she, she still gets paid, but it doesn't like if she has five years in a deal. She has to make up for the time she took off. Exactly. So that's, that's, what, that's what Charlotte wanted. They just said, fuck you. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I bet you Lacey, Lacey Evans' contract is frozen. Yes, probably. That is the issue right there, to be honest with you. Um, I know she, she got pregnant. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, Lacey, well, versus B, Lacey versus Bianca Belair is a great match in the making. I agree. That, I agree. And Lacey's a strong enough heel to, to, help, to help Bianca along. And I, I think their characters are different enough where they'll gel. Absolutely. And, and Bianca now has the in-ring ability to carry Lacey through that kind of match. Correct. Right? And La- yeah. Yeah. So it, it's unfortunate, but Lacey Bianca should be a future thing. Um, that would have been a great SummerSlam match. That's a great, that's a great Lacey Evans coronation story too, as well. Because mm-hmm. SummerSlam's a heel show. If anybody, if anybody really watches wrestling, uh, spe- give me a calling card. I love it. It's a heel show. Yes, SummerSlam is a heel show. Speaking of heels, uh, the Dirty Dogs, <laughs> dirtiest of dogs. They just oh, Ziggler and Rude are just. I don't know. Ziggler and Rude are putting the SmackDown tag titles up against uh, the Mysterios. Ray, yeah, yeah. This time for realsy. Um, oh, Slacks here. Surprise, surprise. Um, for realsies. Uh, they, they've, here's here's all you need to know about this match. WWE has said um, there's never been like a father son tag team. Well, here you go. <laughs> father son tag team championship happening right now. I hope so. I want to see it. Yeah, it'll be a good Thank moment. You. I, I love Rey Mysterio. And I feel like WWE's done him dirty since 2007. Um, and I just, I, I like Dominic. I think he's good in the ring. Um, it's very surprising. And I don't, I think WWE's done a pretty good job with him. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he lost almost every single match he's in. <laughs> yeah. But he's just young. He's over. He still gets over. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's a legacy. He's learning. Yeah, of course. And I think. I think, honestly, I think Dominic deserves this. It's not yeah. saying much when you deserve a tag title in WWE, but <laughs> he does deserve it. Honestly, if you're out there, go check out Vegas Podcast com on YouTube and check out the video we just posted about me and Mickey talking about tag teams yeah. uh, from a few weeks ago. But, yeah, I, I, I hope they win because fuck the Dirty Dogs. This Everything about the Dirty Dogs, I hate. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's new music, I hate. Uh, Robert Roode, go back to Bali, please. I hate. Oh my god! I think of dirty dogs, and I think of like the the the, the dirty, the, literally the, the dog hot dog vendors on the street of New oh, York. Oh, like a dirty water dog. Water dog. That's what I'm yeah, thinking about. Dirty water dog. Yeah, they're water dogs. They do look like the dirty water dogs. Yeah, I think it's a good moment. It's it's your feel good moment of this uh of this pay per view is it's Dominic and Ray winning. Pre show. 
Could you imagine them winning on the pre-show? That's horrible. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, moving on from this. Oh, yeah, this is also happening. Uh, <laughs> Damien Priest is finally going to get out of Bad Bunny's shadow and face The Miz. Um, yeah, pre-show match for you. Yeah, if anything. But I'm I'm fine with it. You got to put Damien Priest somewhere. Yeah. 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 It's perfectly cool. fine. Miz, will, Miz is a safe worker. Miz will make him look like a star. Damien Priest will win. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I, that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, Damien Priest will win. I like Damien Priest. It's just do they? I think they're going to release a chronicle on him, on him and Bad Bunny leading up to Mania. I think they just did on Sunday because uh, they released. Let me check the cock. Yeah, go they check released, the cock. They release. Um, they're like their chronicles at twenty four is awesome on Sundays. Yeah. Every Sunday you get something new, and they just released. I saw a chronicle. I wasn't interested. Um, <laughs> recently added oh Drew and A Rick you can watch Drew and A I know it's your favorite yeah yeah it's yeah, Drew, it's it's Drew and A with Stone Cold that came out today I think The Big Chronicle uh, and Damien Priest is on it yep Damien Priest yeah did you end you up now that, now that I clicked on it I'll watch it <laughs> yeah did you end up did you end up watching The Miz 24 yet oh uh, yeah amazing god damn yeah you know what it was <laughs> It was it was very honest and it yeah. was very it was very real. He didn't hold anything back. No, and I and I liked because you know on these twenties twenty fours, they interview a lot of people typically. Yeah, like, they'll, 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 like they did throw Mark Henry in there, but it was mostly Miz. Miz mostly told his own story. Yeah, and that's exactly how it should have been. Absolutely, yeah. No, I love. Story is fucking crazy. Yeah, I love the story about his father just telling him he's a dumbass. Oh yeah, great. He's like, "Yep, you're just a dumb kid." Also, like, I'm not a parent. Bold parenting move. Very bold. Yeah, like that could even. Yeah. Make a talk about make a break. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that 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 Miz twenty four is so good because he you know what it is Miz addresses the um. Miz addresses the chicken incident, mm-hmm. you know, from his perspective, and he addresses a lot of other things about him. And it's cool that you finally get to see that people actually respect him. And he addressed the um, he addressed the talking smack thing, the thing that made him like pretty much a legend in WWE. That was the interesting thing, because Dan, Dan Brown was on that thing, too. And I was just like, OK. How much this was a work? It was a work shoot. So they kind of like... Yeah, like they didn't know what they were gonna say, but they knew they were gonna get into his face. I think they, I think they worked themselves into a shoot. Yeah, like no, like when Miz says he blacked out and doesn't remember it, I like. I yeah, remember I, it. I believe that. Yeah, I believe it. Although the irony of him getting concussed WrestleMania can't, he can't remember the match. Yeah, that's so, match. That's so fucked up, <laughs> dude. That's just that's just the, it's irony at its finest. Yeah, and he still like he still finished through, which is crazy, absolutely insane. Um, so, so props to the Miz. It's all about Damian Priest in this match. So that's all the matches we know so far. Um, for WrestleMania backlist, I'll probably add a couple of things here and there, like maybe another women's tag. Who knows what's gonna go on? But based on what we know now, asking you guys who are list who are listening to us, asking you guys who are watching us on our stream, you know, K for my man Chuck of Midnight Music. Shout out to Midnight Music, Fred, Jermaine. Yeah, shout out to Midnight Music. I love your guys' beats. Uh, what do you? How well do you think this pay per view is going to be on a scale of one to ten? Crowns, that is. 
10 crowns being the best one crown being slack um so so will how many crowns do you think this is gonna be six and a half i like six and a half i'm not gonna say six i think they'll do better than a six um i'll go seven seven crowns yeah seven times like i'm not there's nothing here that's going to shock me yeah you know, I'm, I'm going to wake up Monday morning going, wow, you know what? There was nothing wrong with that card. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's what you're going to get. Yeah, that's wrestling. And that's that's WWE in 2021 right now. Yeah. Yeah. What did, what did Caper actually put crowns on his comments? He said he's going with six. Actually, he's going with six. Caper's doing the low ball. Actually, no. Fretz is at four point five crowns on his prediction. Actually, Fret- Ricky, before, before we go to bricks, I know bricks coming. Um, you watched the the, uh, the 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 untold of '95, right? With the, the two, two dudes attitudes. Oh yeah, with um with Michaels and um yeah. and Diesel. Now we remember how bad '93, '94, '95 was for WWE. Yes, absolutely. Is that worse than now? Yes. How? I think it is worse than now. Um. Because 93, 94, 95, it was a lot more gimmicky. Like, you know, you had the, what it was, it was the dude, I think it was. The dude was like a hockey player. Uh, you no, had like the, the goon. The goon, sorry. It was the goon. Uh, you had like Repo Man. There were so many more gimmicky stuff, and it just wasn't really believable. Where I can look at WWE right now and be like, you know what? I believe Seamus to be a giant prick. Like, I believe Drew McIntyre just doesn't wear shirts. Uh, the Mountie, very true. Um, you know, I can I can believe some of these guys. Like, I can believe that Braun Strowman doesn't know any loose-fitting shirts in his, in his arsenal at all. Like, I believe that. You know, I, I, I believe MVP is kind of like a wheeler and dealer. You know, but back in, like, back in 93, 94, 95, when I was, like, four, five, and six years old, um, I don't think I could, I don't think I can say I believe that. You know, I would probably would have believed it because I was a child. Yeah. You know, but it, it wouldn't have probably grabbed me. It would have grabbed me then, but like if seeing it now, it probably wouldn't have gra- it probably wouldn't grab me. I do gotta say, man, that untold made that era of wrestling look the fucking coolest. <laughs> like, they made Diesel's title run look like it was Hogan, right? Like he is the longest reigning champion of the ni- longest reigning WWE champion of the nineties. He also had like one of the worst runs in history, like the lowest drawing runs ever. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I do agree with you that the, the, the talent is much better now. Yeah. Also, that that 24, that untold didn't cover any of the mid-card storylines. <laughs> no, I'd say the storylines they have now in development is just as bad as it was back then. Like, I'm trying to think back to 2016, 2017. How much we praised or shat on wrestling, but 2021, mm-hmm. it makes it look like 2016 was the golden age of 1999. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's uh, yeah, the writing is the only one that's hitting is Roman. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's pretty much it. The only one hitting is Roman, and like, it's it's a matter of if you are. Well, not if you are good enough, but it's more so that there's a lot of 
I think, talent in WWE that's not willing to take risks. Like, Roman has been there long enough. He's going to be like, no. He's going to, like, take a risk and shoot some stuff down. But New Day earned that. The Miz earned that, you know, kind of cred. You know, Randy uh, earned that, and he's dragging Riddle with him. No, but I think there's other talents that don't really want to fight for, like, no, this is going to work. You know, they're yeah. kind of just doing what they're told. Yeah. You know, which is, I mean, it's it's one thing you have to do with your total, man. You gotta have that, like, that you know, that push and that pull, that given that, that given that, uh, no, whatever. Well, except yeah. except for Elias, Elias, and Alt Riker, as I'll call pitch, him, pitches. Oh, I love that. Oh, I, I fucking love that. Uh, Elias pitches ideas all the time, and he gets shut down, and he gets buried for it. Mm, yeah, I mean, I also heard speaking of like trying stuff. Uh, apparently, main event is a shit. Apparently, there's a giant rivalry between Mustafa Ali and Ricochet on main event that's been like killing. Supposedly, I saw this on Twitter. You know it's true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Xavier Woods put him over, so you know it's you know it's legit. Uh, but be best, man. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about AEW Blood and Guts. Uh, they have a special news announcement. In your house is coming back to NXT. Um, and NXT is actually just really fucking awesome. Did you see the move with the ref, Daryl Sharma? He's my king of the night. So all of that when we come back. Greetings from the Great White North. This is Mr. Fretz from the Fretzelmania podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. What is up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings Podcast. And if you enjoy what you've been listening to right now, I want to personally invite you to be a part of the show next week as we go live streaming on a simulcast across Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., where we discuss all of the biggest news in the world of professional wrestling, including an interactive live chat with all of of our Kings of the Rings podcast friends from all across the world. So join us on YouTube at Kings of the Rings podcast or on Twitter or Twitch at KOTR underscore podcast each and every Wednesday night for Kings of the Rings podcast live exclusively as a part of Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the rest of the show. A wise man once said, if you step to the Kings, you best not miss. But in this case, you listen to the smooth sounds of Kay Murphy, King Ricky Rose, and Will Terrace Shook. Combined, they are the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio, coming at you live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, my personal Facebook, if you're really lucky. Uh, King Ricky Rose here, along with, obviously, um, Kirk Fogg to my Olmec of Legends of the Hidden Temple, Will Tarashaw, K. Murphy, uh, out being studious and academic because, <coughs> shoot it, I got choked up because someone's got to do it. Um <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Fretz with some hot news coming out of AEW Dynamite. What do we got, Fretz, before we kick it in the high gear with AEW stuff? I'm winning pensively, but until Fretz gets that message, let's talk about uh, some AEW because I don't know if you know, Will, AEW is going to go back touring starting July 7th. Good. Well, goddamn time. They're going to go to Miami. I think they also have some. They want to go to Miami. I think Dallas or Austin. Um, oh, that's a shame. No more SCU. Well, I'm sorry. That's that's fine. It's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of Texas and Florida, baby. 
Pretty much. AEW. So they're going to. I think believe they wanted Daly's place. Who isn't? I think they wanted Double or Nothing's gonna be the first like capacity crowd for Daly's place in at least. Chicago, right? No, they're in Daly's place. You're correct. Yeah, it's Daly's place. But then they are gonna go. Five thousand people. I think yeah, five thousand fifty five hundred something like that. So they're going to do that. Um, they're going to start touring again. I don't know how big the schedule is going to be, but they're pretty lucky because they're only there's only one show they really have to do. It's Dynamite. Yeah, just Dynamite. Yeah. So they're going to start in Miami. I don't even know what the James L. Knight Center is, but I'm assuming we're probably doing smaller venues. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this? AEW returning the touring. It's, it's a couple of months away, so a lot can change. Coming to a Yingling Center near you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, th- I think it's great. Honestly, um, I'm glad. I'm glad for the business. You know, it, it's... Do not get political. Just, I, I don't understand why things aren't opening up. Not quicker. I think it, it's smart to take your time. But I, I, sh- I don't want to see people seeing this and going, Oh, no, this is bad. Yeah. Like, this, this, is, this is good news. This is good news. Celebrate good news. Yes. Took a while because you're in Canada. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's true. This is good news. If you're scared of the virus, and you don't want to go. Don't go. But listen, these states are opening up, and what Texas did a full baseball team with fifty thousand people, and they're doing just fine. All right, I think AEW can handle ten thousand people in an arena in a small place. So. This is good news. Celebrate good news. It's good for the business. It's good for wrestling. And it's one step closer for WWE to get there. Yeah. So Fred's is saying they lost SCU lost to the Bucks. They did an I'm sorry, I love you super kick to Daniels, complete with fake sad face. Oh, love it. Yeah. So rest in peace, SCU. But moving on to AEW, let's talk about your match of the week, Will. Blood and guts. And let me tell you, it was pretty bloody. Not that much guts, but very bloody. What did you think about this match? Um, I really liked it. You know, I liked I liked that um, the pinnacle were all wearing white so they could make them make the blood look better. Yeah. Um, I liked that the uh, Jericho and Squad all wore like penitentiary out uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I that Sammy Guevara started. I thought he looked really good in this match. This is um, just War Games two point oh. of course it is. Yeah. I was a little a little disappointed by two rings, but apparently, Ricky, I didn't know this. Um. Blood and Guts was an actual thing in the 80s. So it's not like it's really? a new thing. Like, um, did you not watch the match? I have. I saw it. Well, we, we, it was going on when we were recording last week. Oh, uh, so you watched it with the sound off. Yeah. So Stevani and JR were talking about how they had the first match. They called the first match in the 80s with Tully Blanchard in that actual match. Mm. So I don't know if it had two rings, but yeah, they, they, they just they copied War Games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a little disappointing. Person, you know, it was, oh, it has a cage on it, has a has a roof on it. Ooh, spooky, Ooh. spooky. <laughs> um, the boys worked really hard. It, it. I personally, it. I think it delivered. Except, um, except the commercial breaks were in weird spots. And this Jericho crash right here. And and the Jericho crash. The AEW has a problem with sticking landings. Yeah. Um. They finishes, man. Remember the exploding barbed wire death match? That was so fucking funny. But I mean, honestly, it's it's their fault, but it's also not their fault. Think of think of like when Shane got jumped off of Hell in a Cell with mm-hmm. Taker, right? Or Miz suplex suplexed him at WrestleMania, um, at WrestleMania in New York a few years ago. Oh yeah, but the flying the suplex off Shane, yeah. Right, but those two things 
both have the crash pads and the giant mattresses. Mm-hmm. But, but you, they can be hidden. They hit it much, much better. Yeah. So this this spot was par for the course in terms of, you know, this is how you do a spot like this. It's safe. Jericho's super old. I have zero issue with that. The issue is with the production crew and not hiding it, tidying it up, making it look like it's worse than it is. Different yeah. camera angles. You know, like they had that camera angle where it's just like, oh, you can see this isn't four inches of concrete. This is memory foam. Mm-hmm. You know, like they did a shot of him laying down where it's like, oh, this isn't steel grating. This is cardboard. Yeah. Like, so it's just, and again, this is a young company, but if they can't do it, don't do it. Yeah. Because this is two in a row now. Mm-hmm. Which, shame on you for me twice, shame on me. Where, thank God this wasn't a pay-per-view. Oh my because yeah! People would have wanted their money back. I mean, that's what happened with the uh, exploding barbed wire death match. Not only that, but Tony Khan offered their money back for this match too, because apparently people were watching it on monitors so they can get the crowd noise or something. I don't. I forget exactly what it is. Yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to it. But Tony Khan offered money back for this event too. So AEW has a problem here. Yeah, the match phenomenal. It is match of the week because the boys worked really hard. Mm-hmm. But they got to tighten up their production, tighten up their crew, and tighten up um, their finishes. Yeah, absolutely. And they're they're a victim of their own bad luck. So remember, remember the Matt Hardy spots where Matt Hardy almost died. Yep, that too. You know, and that so. Too. And it's one of those things where like, okay, we can't really do that because we're 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 starting to get a bad rep. And then they went the ultra upper way and we're like ultra safe and they haven't found that medium yet. Yeah, and let, me clarify, let me clarify too. I did not want Jericho to hit actual concrete. Yeah. No. <laughs> right? no, like, no. Um, the man's fifty. He's he's in his fifties, I think. He's fifty, like I I'm, I can accept wrestling's fake, but you need to find the balance between fake and reality. Yeah. And this just it looks it looks too fake. It took you right out of the moment. Yeah, you got it. You got a camera trick it a lot. You got a camera, and there's people on a there's people on AEW brass that know that Jr. knows that for for to a T. You know, it's a matter of anybody's listening to him and who's who's really like pulling the strings. They'll learn. Yeah, they'll learn. They're a young company. They okay. are. WWE has thirty years on them, right? Like they've been more than thirty, literally for years. Yeah, like they they had to go through Mick Foley being tossed to an actual table. To learn how to do Shane, to <laughs> a, a crash pad on, that's covered up as a table. Mick Foley fell like twenty feet to a ring before we were like, "Oh, we should gimmick that." <laughs> yeah, but, like, they used a, they used a wheel cage, but they kind of used gimmick steel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so so there, there is there is a learning curve. Which why I'm not giving AEW too much flack for this, but do not don't take it for granted. Do not take your audience for granted because if you do, if you pull a shit and mess up too many times, they they're gonna leave. Back. Yeah, we're going to leave. It's very easy to get an audience. It's very hard to get an audience to come back. Yeah. You can't continually insult their intelligence. Exactly. Because they will figure it out eventually. Yeah. AEW is a great product. I think I think a lot of what they're doing is great. A lot of their characters are great. They're highlighting new people, which is great. Um, just their main event, their main events and their finishes. What, what the last – literally the – out of, out of all the camera shots, say there's 250 shots in a, in a night, the last five was the issue. Yeah. 
and that's the, and that's the thing people remember. Yeah, you always remember the finish. So good luck to you, AEW. Let's move over to the Yellow Brand on Tuesday nights, who, who in my opinion, have been kicking ass, and their shows mm-hmm. have been pretty. Um, like fucking phenomenal. You, you, I mean, I know you hadn't watched it. You hadn't watched last week's episode, um, but you saw some of the matches that I was talking, like Leon Ruff and Swerve. Uh, I, I watched last week's. Last yeah, week's, I, I watched it on Thursday. Yeah, and that Leon Ruff Swerve match, phenomenal. Uh, every time, every time Elliot Knight just goes, yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start doing that, like in my morning meetings at work. It's like, yeah, like, Will, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I love I'm Ted DiBi. Edit the video, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ted DiBiase. I think he's amazing. The, the Cameron Grimes at Alice had the club with Ted DiBiase, <laughs> phenomenal, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. That women's tag match, outstanding. Yeah. Like, again, that that Trotsy, that Trotsy spot through the table. Um, with, There's a crash uh, pad there, yeah. Crash, yeah, but with um, um what's your name? Um, with, uh, uh, Indy Hartwell. Uh, Indy, Hart- Indy Wrestling. Like, yes. Compare compare that spot to Jericho's spot. It's night and day. Absolutely. It's night and day, and one was more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but Indy Indy took a fucking beating in that match. She got she her did. ass whooped. She didn't get that much work in, but she took a beating. She yeah. earned that title. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It, was it was great. great. I loved it. And now we got NXT shows getting back on the road. I'm uh, not really, but we're coming back to your house because they released uh, yesterday on the show. But NXT in your house is coming back as the next takeover happening Sunday, June 13th. And it's hosted by the original in your house host, Todd Pettengill, who is still kicking. And he's going to host the event. And I'm really excited for this. I love Todd Pettengill. <laughs> you know what it is? Like, he's this, enough time has passed, you remember how, you know, how shitty he was, but you remember how great he was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, they knocked, they knocked it out the park, but in your house last year, so I expect nothing, is, like, is nothing this, less. Is this like a, a network special or a TV special? No, this is TakeOver. TakeOver on Peacock. TakeOver. Okay, word. Yeah. This is a TakeOver on Peacock, because I think they understood that they gave away a great, a great moment on free TV last year. And they're like, no, not again. No, last year. Oh, last year was a takeover. My fault. Yeah. 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 Uh, So no, I'm, I'm so excited for this. Bring all you gotta do. Same set, same everything. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm very excited for this. Let's go moving over uh, to the actual show. And I know I don't think you haven't watched this week. Happy yet. Will? not yet. Okay. So this is the main event and this is my match of the week. Kushida. Versus Escobar, two out of three falls for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Nice. Yes. Um, as you can see, kind of on the screen there, they use kind of the LEDs to have a score of Kushida and Escobar. So you can actually see, instead of like having the graphic on like a lower third, they oh, put they it on. Oh, they did it on the giant screen? They put it on the giant screen. Interesting. Which was very cool. This match is the match that you were looking for Kushida for, to, to win. This made Kushida a star and a legitimate champion. Okay. They, they ended the show. Couple shenanigans in the beginning. Two out of three falls uh, was great, very creative. Kushida retains, and he's a made man. Escobar needs to move on to the North American Championship if they keep him around. What did Cool Kyle do? Because I hate it. Oh, I'll tell you about Cool Kyle. <laughs> he wasn't really that cool this week. He had a match against Oni Larkin, um, and then I think Oni and Oni and Pete Dunn and company started beating him up, and then this old guy in sweats and a gray beard came back named Bobby Fish. Interesting. Yes. And they looked at each other and he's like, hey. And they're like, hey. And they're like, uh, no, we're not getting back together. Like, I got I, I don't like some people too, so like I'll see you when I see you. 
So they're teasing Red Dragon, but I don't think I don't think Red Dragon's coming back. That's very interesting if Bobby Fish is back. And no Roddy. Roddy res- Roddy resigned in I know, He hasn't showed up anywhere. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe Marina Shapir's pregnant. His wife. She didn't look very good. Yeah. <laughs> she looks fire. Yeah, <laughs> she looks very, very fit. Also, this looks very weird to you, Will, because you don't know exactly what's going on. But Swerve has now Swerve has revealed this faction. So you know how in the match last week, you know, yeah, he's had an entourage the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, this entourage now has a name. It's called Hit Row, kind of like Death Row Records, but hit, like a hitting a baseball. Yeah, eh. I it's. I, here's my thing. Don't knock until you've like seen the segment. There's something about this. It's very, if you're going from political, it's very urban. Um, you know, it's uh, and but if we're not I like urban, you know, <laughs> my, my girlfriend's urban. <laughs> no, we're not talking about Keith Urban, the country singer. Um, it's very, it's has a huge hip hop influence to this stick based on the way they dress, the way they handle themselves, the way they they cut a promo like they were freestyling. Yeah, they should have called him the Boogie Down, but Boogie Down Productions. But I, <laughs> I, I can always see Swerve being KRS One. <laughs> but it, there's, you're going to have to give me your opinion when you watch the segment, but there is something about this that a lot of them scream, this has a, a lot of potential. It's something different that we don't see in, uh, in NXT, a uh, place that's very like hardcore punk, like metal. Listen, I love Swerve. Yeah. I adore Swerve. I like how you said NXT is like, punk metal yeah because their theme I hate their theme song it annoys the hell out of me mm. um but it, it fits like their theme is punk metal that's exactly what NXT is what's NXT it's just, it's just metal music yeah if metal music was wrestling it's, that's what it is exactly it's what it is and so it's it, this is an interesting breath of fresh air it's obviously an all uh minority faction um the girl I forgot her name she is alluring for some reason like she's very attractive uh but they all cut great promos one of the guys the guy with the uh, vest AJ Francis is the host of one of the A&E shows where they go to look for the hidden treasures so it's he's really the big guy right yeah he's the big guy so it's really funny outside your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really funny to see him. It's really funny to see him like like as a, in a serious role because he's very like he's very like happy go lucky on the A and E uh, product, which is really funny. He's called DJ Khaled. Looks like DJ Khaled. He's not look like DJ Khaled. Does not look that much like DJ Khaled. Um, but it's interesting. So hit row, I think. If done correctly, can can knock it out the park. But you got to see the other guys in the ring. But this opening promo, this is a perfect reveal fraction promo. To be completely honest with you, very very good. I'm interested to see where they go. But also, nothing could top this man right here. I found the best. I found the cheesiest picture I could find. This Love is <laughs> yes. This is NXT referee. Oh, it's Brianna Brandy. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Fretz. Um, this is NXT referee uh Daryl. I forgot what Daryl's uh last name is. Um Daryl, as I showed Will before the show, is probably the most athletic referee we've ever seen. Daryl is my king of the night. Daryl ran the ropes during a tag match that he was refing. <laughs> so great! <laughs> to, to not see that coming in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> can we try to see it live? Let's. I see it tomorrow when all of Mamma Mia. That's all I need. <laughs> it was so out of left field, and I loved every moment of it. It was amazing, and like 
you know, props because reps are supposed to be like unathletic and he just totally bucked that. There's an old saying in wrestling, a good ref is one you don't, you don't, a good referee is one you don't even notice. Yeah. But like this was noticed for all the right reasons. It was so, you know what it was? It was such an indie wrestling stick <laughs> that you never see them do. That's what NXT is, man. NXT is literally the indies with, with WWE dust on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what NXT is. It's it's perfect. That's why everyone loves it so much. It's it's the best of both worlds. You get your ridiculous indie shit with <laughs> with the polish of WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's what all wrestling should be. You know, and, and it's great. So shout out, shout out to my man, Daryl, king of the night here. Uh, but also we had this match here, which is a great visual. Um Raquel defended against Mercedes Martinez, which could have been a takeover match, but it was yeah. not a takeover match with AJ, uh, I think AJ Pereira being the ref as well. It was a solid match. There are some misses. I'm kind of worried about Raquel as a champion because um, there were some spots where she kind of really uh, didn't look the greatest, but I think she'll get her footing. Um, and I think the thing that holds Raquel back is Dakota. Like if we're definitely. making. Yeah. Most, most definitely. Dakota guy sucks. I've been saying it for a year. She mm-hmm. sucks. She's terrible. I hate her. I need Shayna Baszler to kill, kill her again. Um, <laughs> but no, I, 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 need to, I need to see the match. I mean, with with a ring veteran like Mercedes Martinez, this was this is supposed to be. Again, I haven't seen it yet. This is supposed to be safe. Yeah. This, this is a safe opponent. Ring veteran can kind of make her look great. But then again, as a champion. I kind of want to see her carry the match. And mm-hmm. It sounds like she, maybe she called them. I doubt she called the match. But she didn't call, call it. She did not call no. the match. No. Okay. So yeah, veteran typically calls the match, but as champion, he needs to lead. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she might have a tough time leading. Cause you know, she is still a little, she's still a little green. Yeah. She's it's just still very off. young. She's very young. Little green, you know, EO carried her phenomenally, you know, the war games match, you can hide a little bit. She's been on the up and up, deserves the belt 100%. This is an opportunity for her. And I think NXT is a good place for her to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, a little misstep. Fine. A little bit. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that like the match was good, but I think it's because she. It looked to me at some points that she was rushing, like you know when new wrestlers get in the ring and they rush through stuff, and like Austin tells the adage though he tells me all the time slow down, mm-hmm. you know, and I think she rushed through some spots and it made it look sloppy when it shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that's something she'll learn with more TV time because. She always had she always had the luxury of hiding behind Dakota or hiding yep. behind people in a war games match. Yep. You know, and now and you're a champion. You cannot hide at all. You, you, you saw the uh, the promo last week, right? With the, the two sitting down next to each other. Virtually. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Great. Oh, it's great. They're speaking Spanish to each other. Yeah. Like I, I, I like I like her promos. I like her promos a lot. She's a very good promo. Yes. Because like a lot of what young wrestlers do, they'll kind of talk. And then they'll pause and add extra cadence. You know what I mean? Like, whereas she was just talking. Well, yeah. Like, naturally, it's like, oh, this is how someone actually talks. Like, go back and watch Seth Rollins' promo when he broke up the shield. It's like, I destroyed the shield. It's like, okay, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, like, now, Destroying the shield. <laughs> it's, it's much more natural. Yeah. She cuts, she cuts very natural promos, which that is a very good sign. Very good sign. Very good sign. I mean, her and Mercedes are being both being 
women from um, a Latin background, I think also helped as well with the trash talk. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? She's Rican. I don't know what Raquel is. Raquel is Mexican, I believe. I yeah, I can tell that could be anything. I'm gonna go with Mexican. I Mexican think she is. She is from like Southwest Texas. I'm going to go with Mexican. I will also go with Mexican. Yeah, I think Mexican is a very very safe bet. But much luck to to Raquel Gonzalez. Also, like what a looker. She's she's cutie patootie. I will say that. I, I can't decide, man. It's it's. Like, you know, you know the term butterface? Yeah. No, she's not she's, a butterface. You know what it is? She's not a butterface. She's a butter body. <laughs> no, she has, a, she has a great body. But you know what it is? Don't watch her workout videos. Intimidating? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. It's like, I, you know, Mickey, I'm, a, I'm a boob guy. You know this. In case I'm yeah. here, so we have the conversation again. I'm a, I'm a straight up boob guy. Yeah, I love I love me some boobies, some tickle bitties. My and tickle tickle bitties is my favorite word in like the English, like the favorite phrase in the English, like it's tickle, tickle bitties. Yes, like if if she had to be really tickle bitties, forget about it. My Pelican's <laughs> my new world but she don't, dude. She got them sad pancakes, like little little peas of peas in a pod. She's an af- look, athlete all her life. Sometimes they look great, sometimes they do not. <laughs> so yeah, she's got a, she's got a very cute face. Absolutely. Very cute. She got a Adorable very cute face. face. Adorable face. Nice, nice voice too. She's got a cute voice. Yeah, she's yeah, she's fantastic. Um, so yeah, let's move on. We're almost at the end of the show. Going to do our future sock segment where we're going to horribly predict what is going to happen in this next week in wrestling or sometime down the line. So, Will, I've been working on this the whole show, and I kind of have it planned because you didn't watch Raw, so I can really fuck with this um right now. But what is your future shock for the upcoming future of wrestling? I always forget this, and I always forget the segment's coming. I got a thing on the fly. That's right. Um, Ricochet loses on Raw. <laughs> that's <what I'm> <laughs> <laughs> um, that's no. assuming Ricochet returns to Raw. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, though, I think within the next six weeks, you're gonna have Paul Heyman break from Roman Reigns. And do what? Who cares? Become a writer. So you think Roman's going to fire Paul? Yeah, because Paul doesn't do anything. That's a good way to bow out and then have Paul return, you know, down the road with Brock. Yeah, I mean, Paul Paul can be a behind-the-scenes guy. He's, he could be an agent. He can do so many different things. I mean, he does well with talking smack with uh, Caleb Braxton. Yeah, like just Don't be wrong. Paul belongs on screen. Yeah. But he is not... Doing anything, he doesn't. He doesn't add anything to the character, to the Roman Reigns character anymore. Yeah, I, I, he, I understand that. When he first turned, it was like, "Oh, he's with Paul Heyman." What? Roman Reigns wasn't always good at his promos. What? He's like, "Oh, Roman Reigns not going to do promos." Paul, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're Mr. Still here? Yeah, right. <laughs> Paul, is that you doing bell sounds? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Who's up here, Donnie? You're like, dang. <laughs> Penitentiary. Oh. <laughs> oh man, yes. Oh, Mr. Francis is a good one. Ted DiBiase buys NXT. That actually would be hysterical. If Ted oh, DiBiase bought it. Ted DiBiase doesn't okay, he fakes managing Kevin Grimes, but mm-hmm. instead Ted Ted DiBiase Jr. comes back. I, I really want to see um, Nikki Cross's Alexis Puppet, probably, perhaps. Um, I want to see, like, a total, like, 
I want like a a passing of a torch because gross. Yeah, this is what I think. This is what they're setting up. Like they they got Ted DiBiase on board with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, which is amazing because I think they finally listened to the internet. They're like, oh, it's Ted DiBiase's like illegitimate child, and they're like, hey, Ted, you want to do this? This is gonna be really funny. But I think Ted DiBiase gives Cameron Grimes essentially the million dollar man gimmick. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, I hope like, – I don't know. I don't know what I want more. If I want that to happen more, I want a swerve to happen more and he gets fucked over again. Because it's like <laughs> – you know, Ted DiBiase is notably a heel, right? He's always yes. been a great heel. Everybody's got you a know, price. Every, every, every legend's a baby face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, it's, it's, I love it. It's very, it was Ted DiBiase on this week's NXT? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Real, real prediction. He's going to bring out the million dollar belt. And either give it to Cameron Grimes or swerve Cameron Grimes. I'm not sure yet. And then give it to Virgil. <laughs> God, could you imagine? <laughs> Virgil, Virgil returns the TV. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be the worst because Virgil is like the worst. His um, rate's too high. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, right. she, she like, you're not worth that. Fuck. No, just go the fuck, fuck out of here. Yeah, no. People like you don't end up on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but here's my future shot, because you didn't watch Raw, and this might be cut from Hulu Raw, but somebody returned with uh, with some with some backup. I'm not going to watch Raw, so just lay it on me. Yeah, uh, Jinder's back. I did see that. Jinder is back. Jinder returned with these guys in this year who was on like NXT for like two seconds with Malcolm Bivens. Like the tall, taller, I guess, like Indian looking guys. So pretty much Jinder Mahal has the Bollywood boys on steroids. Okay. And so he decimated whoever he fought on Raw. SummerSlam. Jinder Mahal beats Bobby Lashley oh and wins the WWE Heavyweight Championship and the place at the IWC loses their minds all over again. And I am like a Ted DiBiase just laughing to the bank. Dude, I hope Jinder grabs the mic and goes, this is what happens when you hinder me. This is what happens when you hinder me. You do not hinder the gender. You are fucking hinder me. <laughs> but let's be honest here. Bobby's beating Braun. Bobby's already beat Drew. Who's left? <laughs> Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I don't I don't know, dude. Who's on Raw? Like who's left? You're not gonna give it to Elias? Sheamus? No. No, he has a belt. Randy, Randy and okay. Randy and Randy. Riddle are in a tag team. So here's okay, here's what actually okay, here's what happens. Randy was supposed to take time off after WrestleMania. Yeah. So he was supposed to lose. But Bray came back overweight. And he was he's also having mental health issues. Um, Trouble in Paradise with uh, with Jojo? No, he's having mental health issues. I think he took Brody Lee's death incredibly hard. Makes sense. And he has a history of mental health issues to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that's why the fiend lost and he's not on TV. There's no Firefly Fun House because he's having mental health issues. So Randy stayed. He's supposed to go away for a while, like a break. Yeah. So instead he was like, All right, if I'm staying. I want to work with Matt Riddle. And now here we are. Which is working. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. You know, because I, I don't know if I said it to you or said to someone else. Randy's a straight man. 
he's a perfect straight man. Randy's a perfect straight man for Riddle. It makes Riddle funnier. It's like what Pete Dunne was for Riddle in NXT. I don't know if I said this last week, but if it wasn't going to be Randy, Randy, it would probably have been Braun. And if it was Braun, it wouldn't work. Braun yells, that's why. Yeah. Braun Randy yells listens. way too much. Randy listens. <laughs> the key to, and the key to any good relationship is listening. <laughs> My God, that's very true. You have to. It's it's listening It's and it's trust. You, you gotta trust that they know what they're talking about, and if you don't have trust in communication, eh, you don't really have anything. And that's the lesson that you show your ass the door. <laughs> exactly, and you know, trust issues aside, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, you don't have, we don't have anything else to share, right? Yeah, I gotta pee. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's uh, yeah, let's Kenny Omega wins a limitless wrestling title. Stop it, Mister Friends. Anywho, let's keep that music that I'll put on in post. So. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to and watching, actually, Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 248, Legends of the Hidden Teddy. I am the shrine of your silver monkey king, Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, because guess what, folks? That's actually still a thing. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs, Kings of the Rings podcast. Find us on social media at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, like, share, subscribe, give us some follows. We just hit 2.5 thousand followers on Twitter, so thank you guys for all of that and all of those sex bots. We are we are moving on up, folks. Uh, we are a member of Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, listen to Wrestle Addict Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, a little bit here and there. Um, uh, and follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Try out some of our new merch that's coming out. Uh, we have shout outs to my guys at Midnight Music. Uh, check out some of our articles. Yeah, Willie T's wearing his merch a lot now. Yeah, right. I got it's, my it's, merch. It's chilly in here. It's chilly in here. It is, it is very chilly in here. So yeah, all of the links, all of our articles, all of our merch, all of our other content is in the description below. So Willie T, what do you got for me? I am Will Tarashuk, a.k.a. your temple guard, a.k.a. your quarterback, <laughs> a.k.a. your first boss, Agro, Agro, same superstar, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H, UK. Hey, Murphy isn't here, but they'll be back next week. They will be back next Run week. Rundown backlash. And I'm very excited. I'm going to go finish that last beer in my fridge and um, play some Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, might as well. So when we come back next week, uh, we'll talk about WrestleMania Backlash. Hopefully it's not that much of a clusterfuck. Hopefully Eva Marie gives us another sensual vignette. That's another highlight of Raw. And you're just watching Eva Marie photo shoot for like five minutes, uh, which is pretty oh. great. Yeah, right. Uh, a- <laughs> AEW prepares to go on tour. Exactly. to go to the bathroom. Hey, And NXT is still going to continue to be NXT. So we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Good night. Enjoy the rest of the week. And yeah, fuck you, Slack. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.